Hey, welcome to the Feminist Want System Change podcast. My name is Leanne, and I am with the Women's Major Group. Right now, we are currently in Bangkok, Thailand for the Asia-Pacific Beijing Plus 25 Intergovernmental Negotiations. And, and so we are interviewing some of the feminists that are attending the conference and prior to this, the CSO Forum and the Young Feminist Forum. So we are joined by 300 plus feminists coming from the Asia Pacific region and all over the world. And so right next to me, I'm going to let a dear friend introduce herself. Good morning. My name is Olga Janaeva. I am from Kyrgyzstan, Central Asia, from Rural Women's Association, Alga, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining us, Olga. Can you tell me more about your organization? Uh, so we uh, organized just after the Beijing uh, conference in 1995, and uh, this Beijing declaration and uh, action plan for action was like our foundation for our activities. And since uh, that time, we worked uh, on the issues of uh, women empowerment and uh, sustainable development, uh, almost uh, according to the all 12 critical areas of concern. Uh, specifically on women and the economy, uh, women and violence and political participation, uh, women's and girls and environmental issues. So uh, since uh, that time, there were many like uh, steps forward and then steps back, some wins and some losses. And uh, for now, I'm very much excited to participate in uh, this process of uh, observation of Beijing Plus 25. There were a series of national consultations, like from we participated in the governmental consultations. Then we organized our own uh, Central Asia CSO consultations. And then uh, we also participated in consultations organized by UN Women. And then uh, at the sub-regional uh, consultations as well. And uh, for us, it is very much important as uh, far as we are also working on the uh, women empowerment and uh, sustainable development goals and to see uh, the link how uh, Beijing is um, in integrated in the sustainable uh, development goals. And uh, so to see these linkages and uh, uh, well, uh, it was uh, very important for, for us uh, uh, within women's movement uh, to an, uh, have an analysis of the uh, common uh, challenges, common uh, threats and our opportunities, our wins, uh, achievements and uh, what are our ways uh, forward. Uh, at the grassroots level, we do all uh, work uh, related to capacity building uh, on uh, like leadership development and on advocacy and uh, currently we are doing monitor uh, like uh, women's in involvement in the monitoring of uh, uh, sustainable development goals and uh, then uh, women use their outcomes for the development of the alternative report for CEDAW committee and for UPR and Kyrgyzstan just this day, uh, next month, it will report on UPR on women's rights is also a part where um, our organization participated and we have developed alternative report on uh, uh, Article 14 of CEDAW convention. And uh, we see that uh, um, the involvement of grassroots women is very important. Uh, 
as uh, they manage to express their needs, to analyze their needs, their priorities, and uh, also to find solutions. And they manage to even uh, to implement uh, some of these solutions. And now they, so what uh, our priorities is just we need to smash patriarchy, uh, we need to smash fundamentalism, and. Uh, uh, globalization and militarism uh, because they are like uh, root causes for all this uh, discrimination, uh, violation of women's rights. And uh, so what makes me anger, angry is that still we have, in spite of some achievements and in the, uh, our progressive legislation, uh, still we have uh, like a great resistance from the uh, fundamentalists, uh, especially from uh, uh, religious fundamentalists, and uh, they are trying to influence our younger generation. And uh, we see this, uh, still we have this bride kidnapping cases, we have uh, child marriage, uh, religious uh, unregistered marriages, and uh, women, especially young women, are became, becoming more vulnerable uh, with uh, this uh, also process of uh, decreasing of quality education and uh, lack of access to education, especially, especially in rural areas. Mm. And uh, so that when there is no education, uh, this ignorance will win, and then it is like a, a space to win for, for, for fundamentalists. Uh, so we need to mobilize uh, ourselves, and we uh, now recognize uh, even more than ever that we need to strengthen our women's movement, and to, we need to join our efforts at, uh, like at national level, at grassroots level, and uh, it is very much important for us to be engaged at the international level, to learn from other women's movement, and uh, also to do some joint advocacy at the international events like uh, this one. Yeah, thank you so much, Olga, for that answer and sharing what makes you angry, particularly in Kyrgyzstan and Central Asia with a lot of the bride kidnapping, the child marriage, and I love that you want to smash patriarchy, militarism, and fundamentalism. Now that you shared what makes you angry, can you share to us what gives you hope? What particularly about the women's movement that you are spearheading that is giving you hope? So I see that the new generation of feminists are coming into women's movement and they're really very much encouraged and there is a strong leadership among this young feminist movement. And this gives me a great hope that our generation of uh, women or in ages, uh, so uh, our struggle will not be just let down, it will be continued. And uh, that gives me a great hope that in spite of uh, all uh, these um, things uh, that disappointed us, we still have some progress in the legal system, uh, in the changing of uh, attitudes in public and the changing of behavior. So slowly, but uh, the progress is uh, there. Mm. And, uh and then going back to the issue of bride kidnapping, because I know it's very particular in, in your country, what, what hope has there been achieved? Has there been any progress um, with particularly stopping bride kidnapping? 
Uh, yes, uh, thanks to the advocacy of the women's movement and our uh, multi-stakeholder partnership with uh, uh, our forum of women deputies within our national parliament and uh, other CSO organizations, we managed to have uh, now a law on uh, prohibition of uh, bride kidnapping and uh, prohibition of child marriage and more severe punishment for, for bride kidnapping. Mm -hmm. So now we need... Uh, uh, these laws be implementation of these laws, and we need uh, accountability uh, for, for, from the info legal enforcement agencies and from uh, local government. And of course, we need to also um, recognize our own responsibility to follow implementation of these laws and to claim accountability from mm. our government. Great. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear so much progress and so many um, different sectors from civil society to, to ministers are now um, taking up on this issue. And just for our audience who might not be familiar with what is bride kidnapping or might not be familiar with the Central Asian um, context, can you take a step back and explain to us what is bride kidnapping and, and where does that tradition come from? Actually, uh, uh, some people try to justify that it is like our cultural tradition, but uh, historically it is not so. For some period, uh, there was like a, a kind of uh, game between uh, two people who really loved each other and uh, had a consent. And uh, it was like a game that uh, a boy uh, uh, kidnapped, uh, so <laughs> to say, uh, his bride. Uh, but uh, then it really became uh, like a, a violation. And uh, it is really became like a rape uh, violation because uh, so uh, with uh, this uh, revival of uh, um, our patriarchal tradition to pay a kalim a kind of uh, cost of uh, a price for bread when uh, there is a negotiation between uh, families so uh, a boy's uh, family should pay some kind of price, and uh, so they agree. Maybe it is in a, uh, it will be like in cash or in kind, uh, like some animals are given uh, for bride. And it is a very bad uh, practice. And so now, because of this, uh, maybe uh, poverty that. Uh, uh, many cannot afford to pay Kalim, they just uh, do this uh, bride kidnapping. But uh, actually, even uh, those uh, among rich people, so this uh, like prep, uh, practice is uh, very much supported, and uh, this is uh, like really an action to discriminate women and uh, to consider uh, women and girls like uh, just uh, some some subject or object that they can just take if they like and uh, so and kidnap that is so so they do not consider women to be like a human being with her rights and so mm -hmm. and uh, this is uh, Again, I, I think uh, uh, the root causes are in a patriarchal system and these fundamentalists mm -hmm. uh, support it. 
Right. Wow. What a complete violation of girls' and women's rights to just be walking down the street and all of a sudden people kidnap her and take her without her consent. And as you said, leads to a lot of sexual violation, power manipulation, and rape. And thank you so much for sharing the actions that you all have been doing to combat this. Are there any other actions that you all are doing in, in, your, in your context of work, um, be it bride kidnapping or women in economy or women in environment, that you want to share with our audience? Yes, we have a comprehensive program uh, for women, uh, for rural women empowerment, leadership development, and uh, sustainable livelihoods. Attaining within this program, we have different components like women in the economy. This is training uh, for women on uh, how to start their small income generation activities, how to learn about business planning, basic business planning, uh, how to work with the cash, uh, cash flows, uh, and uh, then um, where to get money, and uh, uh, also we try to bring uh, some uh, opportunities so that women can realize their initiatives, like uh, started some uh, maybe income generation activities or to some social enterprise. And uh, we also try to bring them uh, particular vocational training or training on introducing of some uh, technologies like uh, connection with our environmental program, uh, some technologies, for example, like uh, how uh, construct some basic uh, uh, equipment for solar uh, energy or for prevention of ground waters, drinking water from pollution. Uh, so that is, uh, we call it EcoSun technologies, uh, how to construct a very simple solar dryer so that uh, they can uh, uh, make some uh, drying of vegetables, fruits, and even fish so that uh, to have a more variety of food and to improve their nutrition status as well. And uh, other vocational uh, courses like on sewing, on uh, tailoring, on cooking, on uh, uh, food conservation, uh, so that uh, to give them uh, additional skills. And we had very good example and cases when uh, very vulnerable women and young women from uh, such communities like ethnic minorities, religious groups, who are very uh, in a miserable state, so to say, but now we can see how their leadership grew, grew up and uh, that now they uh, managed to improve their own economic situation, their family, and uh, we can see how uh, attitudes are changing and power relations changes within their families, so that they're really like very much empowered and uh, they feel they obtain this confidence and uh, they share it with other women in their communities and they provide courses uh, that they learn. And uh, so that's uh, what inspired us as well greatly. And uh, we have uh, also program on political participation that uh, that is also very important as according to women's finding uh, of the analysis of the current situation of their personal stories that lack of women's participation at the grassroots level, at the political 
and the decision-making level in different uh, like uh, structures, uh, public structures, like uh, association of water uses or associations of uh, pasture management or uh, some uh, rural council. And uh, so very uh, low participation of women. And now we need again this great, uh, from one side, uh, women's leadership. From another side, we need the legal support. And also one of our achievements just uh, this year that we managed to, uh, in uh, cooperation with other women's movements, uh, now we have uh, this 30% uh, quota for rural women in the rural uh, or local councils. It's already for us, it is a great win, as for many years we could not uh, do that. There were a lot of obstacles and our parliament would uh, every time resist it and uh, neglect, but now we have it. But and, uh, still, now we need implementation because even from, with the first election that just happened uh, last month, we observed and faced a great uh, resistance uh, at the local places from women's uh, fundamental or from men's fundamental groups and uh, even from women uh, who are under influence of these uh, groups. Now we need to overcome this. And uh, uh, then we had uh, also program on women's health, uh, particularly on women's sexual and uh, reproductive health and rights. And we have a stepping uh, uh, stepping uh, training, uh, stepping stones program, uh, where uh, for our use, where they learn about uh, this, uh, uh, their rights on uh, sexual and reproductive rights. They learn about uh, feminism, about uh, this bodily rights, and uh, uh, what kind of uh, services they can they have rights to have and how, how they can advocate for them and how they can uh, negotiate within their families and within their youth communities and at schools and at different places. It is also uh, like a very uh, popular program among uh, young generation and uh, what is inter interesting that even from uh, grown-up people, from their parents, uh, uh, we, there was, uh, uh, like uh, requests also to, to, conduct, to conduct such a kind of tra training for uh, grown-up people as well, because <laughs> there is like a deep ignorance in this sphere of sexual reproductive health and rights, and the people even there in their ages, but they still don't know what is this all about, mm -hmm. and so on. And because of this, uh, like, uh, neglecting and uh, not uh, recognizing the importance of these uh, issues in uh, people's life. So there is a lot of cases like uh, also and the health and the lack of uh, happiness in people's life. And uh, uh, here we have like a great scope of gen gender stigma and the gender stereotypes in our society that we also needed to tackle with and, uh, so and of course environmental program where uh, we try to create awareness about uh, the uh, 
uh, environmental degradation and uh, now with the climate change and the women were the first who felt this uh, effects of climate change because they're doing their agricultural work and uh, with their farming they see this differences in with um, uh, temperature and uh, they see that uh, there is a uh, water scarcity or uh, drought <coughs> and the women lose their uh, harvests, their yields and so they lose their income and even uh, uh, their resources and so but at the same time women are less informed about all these processes, so they are not involved in the, uh, this um, planning and uh, some finding uh, and analysis of the situation and finding uh, solutions. So, and we need to fill in the gap in this sphere as well. And another, uh, also a very important sphere for us is peace and security. As far as uh, we had already two revolutions in the country and we had the conflict, the ethnic conflict in the south of the country. And now it is like a, a slow hidden conflict uh, with the border with, on Tajikistan. And uh, even uh, recently there were some small uh, clashes, but uh, uh, in spite that we have in our country uh, this uh, ratified resolution 1325 uh, UN uh, uh, as a Security Council resolution, and we had even just recently adopted uh, a third action plan, but uh, when it, something happened, we see that women are not uh, there, they are not in the negotiation process, and uh, so there is no adequate infrastructure or uh, uh, support services for them in case of some disaster or conflict situation. And, so, and again, uh, the biggest <laughs> program is uh, violence against women, and so it is like uh, every in every sphere of our work, we meet it uh, like uh, violence in, in the family, in the public, and community, in uh, in the workplace, and uh, especially as uh, our rural women, they are mostly inf involved in informal sector and in private sector and uh, have no rights like at the workplace or in uh, this informal sector. So uh, they could not even, uh, they cannot even claim for any rights because if you don't like, just uh, get out and uh, so. And of course, very low pay uh, and uh, uh, well, and uh, again, the lack of this uh, social protection uh, package uh, services, and so so uh, a lot every uh, like sphere of uh, life we can uh, see violence, and uh, it's uh, good that now this issue of s sexual harassment is also uh, uh, began to be raised in our public, and. Uh, we also would like to join this um, ratification of this uh, 190 convention of ILO. It would be great and we also would like to, and uh, we expressed it in our UPR report uh, that uh, we need ratification of Istanbul Con Convention on uh, sexual violence as well in our country. 
So we need like to continue our advocacy, our capacity building, and we need to follow this implementation of all of these laws and to and what is the most important that we need to still build our women's movement, feminist movement that is like the main power <laughs> to, okay. to gain success. Mm, thank you so much, Olga, for giving us a comprehensive overview of, of the issues facing Kyrgyzstan, but also your, your resistance in many fronts, in many spheres. Um, and like you said, in every sphere of the things you covered, from environment to economy to peace and conflict, a lot of women pa- face violence. So thank you for sharing your solutions and all of the actions you all are taking. Our last question for the podcast, we, we invite you to share your favorite feminist quote or words of empowerment that really help you continue to do the work that we're doing? Uh, from the very, very beginning, when we started to organize uh, our group of rural women, it was just a few women. And uh, I was uh, very much inspired by the uh, international women's movement when I read about some uh, women's uh, group uh, stories uh, happening in Africa and when uh, and what managed to, women managed to do, how they tackle with poverty and with violence, then uh, women's stories from every other corner of our globe. So, and uh, when I told these stories to our women, they would not believe, but uh, uh, then uh, we told them that we need to dream and uh, we need to make our dreams come true and so to believe in our power and uh, that we can change this world. And then after a while when women really saw this changing uh, happening, uh, though uh, slowly still, but uh, we need to, to have this belief in ourselves and we need to support each other and to dream. And uh, so my main dream is uh, so that uh, all our women uh, could be happy and uh, could be uh, strong enough to claim their human rights and enjoy them. <laughs> so. Great. Thank you so much for an amazing interview and sharing all the amazing work you're doing. Okay, thank you so much. It's been great. <laughs>